Welcome to the Coach Cahill Show, an audio masterclass on how to move the needle on your performance and impact as an athlete, parent, or coach. Here's your host, Coach Cahill. What's up, Coach Nation? Coach Cahill here to talk to you about why the sexiest position in all of football is, of course, the O-line with coach Tony Schiffman of Lake Forest College and host of the wildly popular podcast, Hog Football Chat, where he geeks out on all things O-line. Enjoy. All right, coach. So how did coaching find you? Did you always set out to want to be a college football coach with a Twitter profile picture of yourself with blood coming down your forehead? Uh, No, actually coaching. um, I did not want to be a coach originally. I, I, at one point wanted to work on the other side of things. I wanted to be in the front office. Um, I went back to my high school um, 2007 and my, my former position coach who then became the head coach basically said, you're going to do this. You're going to come be a coach. Uh, And then he's the one who eventually got me to be a teacher. Um, And so it was not my original plan, but I, I can't imagine myself doing anything other than this right now. So, um, it, it, I'm lucky to be, to have fallen into this profession. And it's funny, like coaching typically finds you before you find it, or most people stumble into football rather than like, you know, uh, dreaming of it right. uh, to some extent. Um, your thing is the O-line yes. and your podcast is very popular. I want to plug that hog football chat, make sure you give them a follow, drop them a review. Um, they got some really good stuff, short, actionable podcasts. Uh, especially if you're into the O-line. So my I come from the world of kicking, and I feel like kickers and O-linemen are natural allies. Yeah. In that most people don't think about them until they have a bad one. Um, and I remember when I kicked in college, when I had no friends, the O-line would always let me sit at the lunch table with them. So <laughs> I, I got to give – I feel like the O-line were like, man, we know what that feels like. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. We, they only notice us when we make mistakes, but then if, if they – if if you don't have an O-line or don't have a kicker, then everybody's begging for one. So, yeah, that, that's funny you mentioned that. I never really thought about that. So so tell me why the O-line is the sexiest position in football. I, you know, I played offensive line all throughout high school and college, and, and it's just – in my opinion, <clears throat> one of the hardest things to do in sports. I mean, I was just watching uh, uh, the, the the Jeffrey Schwartz and 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 Duke podcast or not podcast, but video they just put out the other day, and Duke's talking about how we have to go backwards while everyone else is trying to go forward. So it's one of the hardest things to do in football, uh, and I think it's just one of the best positions because you get to. It, it's one of those things where you're playing five guys together. Um, as one big unit and and I think it's such a um, it's such a, a an intricate position and there are so many little details of it that that the the non-traditional football fan or the you know the the kind of pigeonholed coach doesn't see all those things and just thinks it's go block somebody and that that's super easy but th- there's so much there's so much little bits and pieces to it that it's so fantastic and and truthfully it's it's there's such an o-line renaissance right now and and has been for the last three or four years it's obviously very popular on social media uh but it's starting to become cool to be an offensive lineman and and i think that's that's in my opinion one of the coolest things that that there can be with with the position why do you think that's changed in the past three years or so honestly i think 
part of it is because of social media. Truthfully, I think you're starting to see a lot more people are posting clips of, of offensive linemen and, and, and with, with, you know, you look at the last, uh, you know, maybe a little bit more than three or four years, but the last couple of years, how the NFL does those top 100 lists and, and guys are starting to see some of the personalities that offensive linemen have and, and, and that there truly are quite a few interesting characters among that profession. Um, people are just more interested by it. And, and, and as the football, as the game of football evolves, the type of athlete evolves and, and you look at the offensive line and, and while we're not only getting bigger, we're, we're getting more athletic and we're getting kind of doing those freaky things where you're getting those guys who are instead of a, a big six foot five, 310 pounder who just gets in the way. Now those guys are athletic and can, and can run around and can, you know, do some things that they couldn't do in the, in the past. So it's, it's, it's just an evolving position that truthfully gets more and more interesting every, every, every year of football, in my opinion. Sure. And I think you got to be tough to be an offensive lineman. There's not a lot of notoriety. You no, don't the, you don't get the flashy edits that maybe a quarterback does or the attention certainly that a quarterback or wide receiver might get. Um, do you think that today's players are soft or has the world just gotten tougher? And I say that tongue in cheek because, sure. you know, within football generationally, it's always the job of the old grizzled guys to talk about, oh, kids these days are so different. You know, meanwhile, when they were young guys, I'm sure they were, you know, plenty knuckleheads. Right. Um, so I guess a better question might be, have, how have you seen kids stay the same or change over time that you've gotten a coach on the old line? I think you're always going to have those tough kids that could play in any era. But unfortunately, the the bad part is that there are starting to be a lot more um, a lot more excuses these days. And whether or not we as coaches can fix those excuses or can I'm trying to think of how to word this, whether or not we can kind of get our hands on those excuses or not, it, it's it's a bit frustrating because sometimes there are things that our hands are just tied that we can't really do. Um, and I think that's just, that's not necessarily kids. That's just the, 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 the way we are now and, and kind of the generation we live in uh, of, of everybody. So um, I, I think there's still are a lot of those tough nosed kids that are out there. And, and, and I think there's more than more of them than, than maybe the, the other, the other direction, but um, it's just, it's, a, it's, I mean, like you said, it's, especially in the offensive line, it's such a, it's such a selfless position. And, and, and unfortunately you have guys that want the notoriety and they want to be noticed and they want to be seen. And, and, and those are the guys that get into it for the wrong reasons and, and start playing for the wrong reasons and unfortunately get out of the game. But um, it, it's, I like to think that there are still just as many tough kids as there were in the past, but you know, it's like, I, th I just think there's a lot, there's a lot more excuses for kids to take now and a lot more paths for them to take where the easy way out is, is, um, is kind of walking away. Mm -hmm. And what is the one thing that football can teach a young person in 2021 that they're just never going to learn anywhere else from your experience? I, I think, I think being a part of a team, um, I think relying on, um, you know, relying on that team to, to accomplish goals, 
Um, I, I think it can, it can truthfully, you know, help. And I know it's been cliche and a lot of people have talked about it and, and it's, it's been kind of thrown out there, but I, I think it can help a lot of the problems. Any sport can help a lot of the problems that are going on these days because it, it, teaches young guys, young, young men and women to, to kind of rely on, rely on the person next to them, rely on, on somebody, somebody to, to help them out. And, and in my mind, that's, that's super important. Whereas now, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to do everything on your own and you don't have to, to, to try to make things work by yourself. And, and you can ask that, that teammate to help you out, you know, whether it's on the field, off the field, however it, it may be, but it, to me, that's, that's important. And, and I think it just, it, you know, while we just, while we just talked about the, the toughness part of things, I think the, the, the ones that, that really kind of dive into it with both feet, they're the ones that, that end up being tougher um, in life, not just in football and, and have that, that kind of mentality where they can handle anything that's thrown at them. Yeah, you're pretty tough. Most people won't see this on your Twitter profile picture, but if you're listening, I want you to go to Tony's Twitter profile picture, tap on it, magnify it. Uh, you have blood coming out of your forehead on your Twitter yeah. profile picture. Yeah. Speaking of tough, what the heck is going on in your Twitter profile picture? Um, it's it's something you know. I'm not I'm not super proud of it anymore. As 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 I get older and approach um, old age, it's it's something that I I my wife yells at me all the time about it, and my father does. Um, but it's, it was just one of those things that when I started coaching as a player, I'm, I'm very much, I was very much a, um, I, I didn't really work myself into a frenzy, but I would still kind of have that nervous energy. Um, and it unfortunately transferred over to when I started coaching. And so, um, before a game, I will headbutt, uh, uh, a football player. Uh, and I, you know, I, I don't want this to. I don't want people to listen to this and think that it's like, I'm like attacking them or anything. It's, it's discussed. They know what's going to happen. I, I, I usually choose one young man uh, every season and he's kind of my, my guy for the year. Uh, but it, it just, it kind of, it's that first hit mentality I always had as a player where once I get the first hit in my, 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 my nerves calm down um, and, and then I can focus on the game. And so that's, uh, unfortunately <laughs> what I do still as a coach now, uh, I don't always bleed like that. I've, I've only done that twice. Um, I checked that three times. Uh, <laughs> so there, there's, um, there's only two photographic pictures of it. Um, but, uh, it, it's just, it's, I didn't even, honestly, with that picture on my Twitter profile, I didn't even realize I was bleeding until, um, the team told me. So, I think this, that picture was taken literally, we got the ball, went three and out and the quarterback came back over. And so we were talking, uh, you can kind of see the other guy in the headset was the offensive coordinator and we were talking protections. Um, and so after that picture was taken, they finally told me what was going on. And so I had to, I had to wipe my face off. But everybody's got those different things. I think there's like, Oh, what was it? The, the guy who used to play for Jacksonville, he would have the trainer come in and just slap him. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, John, I forget, yeah. It's, that's like one of the funnier clips, but he's like, Oh, come on, Joe, that didn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's scary. Cause that's that, that cause I'm, you know, I'm not that big John was like six, seven, three thirty, And yeah, I'm, that's a whole different not, level of right. intensity. Um, but everybody's got their thing now, but I think it goes back to that trait of like, 
like if if you're coaching that position group, something in you ask that be a little tougher than average. Like I've never met an O-line coach who didn't have some level of intensity about them. I mean, most coaches in, in college right. or high school do, but if you care, you're going to have some level of intensity. Right. Um, what is one unpopular thing you believe about coaching that you think is important, but everybody else disagrees with you on? Oh boy. Um, uh, I truthfully think that to be successful um, or, or one of the things I argue with is the whole concept of, of to be successful, you have to quote unquote grind. Um, I hate, and I've grind culture times. I hate the term grind um, in regards to coaching. I, I, I think it's, I mean, if you've ever looked up the definition of grind, it means to wear something out. We as coaches, why would we want to do that? So anytime somebody talks about the grind of coaching, in my mind, I look at that guy and just say, you don't grind, you just don't have good time management skills. And and so I think that whole that whole concept of, of grinding, um, to me, that's kind of like, at the end of the day, for, for, especially for like high school guys. Now, obviously I get it for professional guys and for guys making six, seven figures coaching. Like it's, it's your job, do your job, do what you're supposed to do. But even that still like, you don't need to grind. I, I don't, I don't believe that's the case, but for like high school guys, high school guys, guys coaching high school football, like it's a game. Like we should be having fun. If, if you're not having fun coaching football, if you're not having fun doing all the things that we get to do. Why are you in this business? Why are you in this profession? Why are you doing this? Why are you quote unquote grinding um, to make yourself miserable when we should be enjoying what we're doing? Now, with that being said, I'm not saying we should take the game lightly and we should only go, you know, put, put forth half effort or anything like that. But uh, you know, the, 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 the whole concept of grind, grind, grind is, is, is just, it, it drives me nuts. Yeah. And that seems to be like, don't get me wrong. I love a good Eric Thomas video where he's just like, you know, if you don't want to uh, be successful as much as you want to breathe, then you're not going to be successful. And it, like, there's a time and place for that level right. of intensity, but especially if you open up Twitter, it's just like, my gosh, like every third post is like, you know, some, some like hype video or like, you know, you guys talk about the grind, but you don't really want to grind. And, uh, I don't know. There's a time and place for that, but it has become pretty worn out. I agree. Uh, I think. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Keep going. No, no, no. I just, I, I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's, it's kind of been, it's been played out and, and it's, it's um, I just don't think, I don't, I don't believe. And I think there's, there's, should we work hard as coaches? Yes. Should we make ourselves miserable as coaches? Absolutely not. We, we should, we should enjoy what we do. We should love what we do, or we should, get out and go sell sporting equipment. <laughs> I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, especially if it's the high school level, because, you know, nobody coaches high school football for the money. I mean, even down in Texas or Florida, it's like, you know, it, yeah, it's bigger, but it's not like your Davo Sweeney down there. Right. Um, and at some point the, the clock is going to run out both on you as a player, but also as a coach, like at some point you're not, going to be coaching obviously coaching has a longer shelf life than playing but um which brings me to my next next question uh and we'll kind of start wrapping up in a second um you know when you look back on your coaching career um when you're a thousand years old 
<laughs> and <laughs> hopefully you make it that long. But when you're looking back on your coaching career, um, what would be the one thing you would want your players to take away from their experience with you as their mentor and coach? Um, just, you know, I, I think it's important that they know that, that I care about them off the field as much as I do on the field. Um, and, and that I, all of our lessons that we've gone through and all of our teaching and coaching that we've done on the field will help them to become better men off it. And, and, and to know that, that everything we do, um, we do for love for them and, and that we do because we want to see them be successful and we do because we want to see them be the best person they can be again on and off the field. And, and, and that, um, we do all that. And again, kind of, kind of what I was just talking about, we do all that and we're able to have fun doing it and we can, we can laugh and we can have fun. And, and, you know, when, when they're done playing the game, um, we can look back on the, on the memories and, and, and smile and, and have good, and have good memories of, of everything we've done and everything we've accomplished. And, and, um, you know, that's, that's, that to me is the, the coolest part. I mean, I've, I've been coaching for 15 years now and, and I still get a chill whenever somebody texts me and, or, or calls me coach or, or tells me that they're doing good things or, or that they're coaching themselves. And, and so um, that kind of stuff, kind of that, that, that's, that's really what I, I, I value in this, in this profession. Do you have a particular story of a player you worked with really, you know, really closely and feel like you had, more of an impact on than perhaps other uh, players that you've had? Um, there, I mean, there's a bunch. I mean, there's, there's, I can tell you about one guy who he, I co I only coached him for one year. Um, I, it was the one season I coached football in North Carolina um, and him and I just, we got along, we were able to have conversations and, and, and we still talk all the time, but he started coaching high school football and, and uh, he sent me a text before their first game. And just um, one of those ones that kind of tugs at your heartstrings and, and makes you tear up a little bit, but uh, just thanking me for everything and telling me that, that, you know, I helped him become a better coach and I helped him become a better player and, and, and stuff like that really, again, that, that makes you, that makes you as a coach realize that like, okay, I'm, I'm doing the right stuff. You know, I'm doing the right thing. I'm helping these guys out and, and, and it's, it's, it's resonating. It's sinking in for them. They're, they're, they're understanding what's going on. And, and so um, anytime that happens, it's, it's just, to me, it's, it's, it's super special. Sure. And I think coaching, teaching, it attracts people who, want to save the world or make an impact on everybody they work with, but, and you will, but it's going to be like a major impact on a very micro scale. Right. Like out of a hundred kids on a football team, you might only really impact three who like would say like, Oh yeah, this coach helped change my life. And then three are going to hate you. And then everybody else is somewhere in the middle. <laughs> right. But, and that's kind of like teaching too, like in a class of 33, love you, three hate you. And then the other 24 could, you know, go either way. But yeah. Um, and I think that that's truthfully, that's, that's an important lesson for, for coaches to understand is that not everybody's going to like you. There are going to be some kids that hate you. And, and no matter how hard you try, no matter how much you do to, to change their mindset, they're just, they're going to hate you. And that's, that's just the way it is. 
how did you as a young coach and maybe even as a young teacher um there obviously as a young teacher like kids can sense it when you walk in the room you're a new teacher they know you want to be liked yeah uh, and, and they're going to play you like a fiddle and i think football coaching is any coaching is somewhat similar to that how did you transition or did you have an experience like that when you first started coaching, like of wanting to be liked versus being respected? Um, and then how did you kind of get over that? Um, not, not too bad. Not, not really. I mean, my, my whole thing is, as I've been a coach and a teacher is just coach. I've always been under the mindset of coach a kid the way you would want to be coached. And, and, you know, I've, I always know that respect is a two way street and, and, you know, to give or to get respect, you've got to give respect. Um, and, and so I always coached kids like I would want to be coached. I always talked to kids like I would want to be talked to. I, I, I never tried to uh, demean them or belittle them or make them feel less than what they were. Um, I, I always tried to be open and honest with them and, and, and be fair uh, with them. And, and again, treat them, treat them the way they want to be treated. And, and I think if you can do that, um, you're going to build relationships and you're going to um, – those guys are going to believe you a little bit more and they're going to trust you a little bit more if they know that, that you're thinking the same way they are and, and, and you're not trying to put them in any kind of bad situation on or off the field. Sure. And so as we wrap up this episode, do you want to just take a minute to give us a blurb on hog football chat and where, where, where listeners can catch you? Sure. Yeah. Um, so hog football chats are Monday at 8 PM central time. Um, on Twitter, uh, and you can follow the hashtag HogFBChat. Um, and then the podcast is uh, usually I post an episode every Tuesday, um, and you can find it on all the podcast stuff. So, like Anchor and Apple and Spotify and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's called the Hog Football Podcast. Um, it, it's, it's, it's been a, a fun ride doing all the episodes. I, I have to, I, I, to be honest with you, I got it. I haven't recorded in a while, so I got to get back. I got to get back on the horse a little bit and start doing sure. something. Uh, it's been a great, it's been a great experience getting to meet new coaches and, and talk to talk to old friends and, and just have a good time talking about football with, with, with guys that I respect. Awesome, man. And here's the out. Thanks for listening to The Coach Cahill Show. If you found today's show inspiring or helpful, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts or share the show with a friend. Reviews and ratings are what help us continually attract interesting and engaging guests like the one you heard today. Remember, referrals are the best compliment. <laughs>